Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. And you can also find a little bit more about us at thehousinghour.com. We'd love for you to go look and check out our website. That's where the uh, treasure trove is of information. You can show or share this show uh, and also previous shows with friends and family. And we're on Facebook, of course, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. And right now, Facebook is down. What well, tough week it for is. Facebook, yeah, and Instagram. I that. So maybe check us. Yeah, it has been spotty all morning. Maybe check out Twitter um, if you're not able to get on there. You can go to at the Housing Hour um, and check out Mark's Pinterest page. Hey, we're pinning Christmas. I'm telling you. <laughs> there you go. He pin, pins it up. So, folks, uh, as we get closer to the Christmas season, the holiday season, which we're already playing Christmas music at the office. Mm-hmm. Christmas trees are going up everywhere. Uh, we like to talk about things that are related to um, budget and related to, you know, savings and, and things that are just very, very important to our community and creating strategies that will bring you success in your life. And um, one of those things is definitely having a budget, not just maybe a Christmas budget, although that's important as well, but just a budget in general. And today we have our expert um, we have on the show with us, uh, Jeff Jetter, who is the president and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. Jeff, thank you so much for coming in. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. And, uh, you know, Mark has brought to us a lot of different shows in the past, a variety of people, but we've never had someone that Not talk- hardcore budget. Yeah, and that's specific. so important. Yeah. We've had, you know, some, we've had accountants, we've had other types of people, but, um, we have never had anybody talk about budget and, 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 we always, and we were talking off air, Jeff, you know, budget is a universally accepted thing that most people would say, hey, we need to have a budget. Um, and I think everybody would agree to that. But when you look at what you do in your, you know, vast knowledge that you have, I'm sure, with financial as- things of uh, of the financial nature, um, what would you say in, in all of the items that you have is the most difficult thing for people to get their arms around? Is it budget? Well, I think it's one of the most important tools we have available. Mm -hmm. So we've got, as a financial planner and working closely with accountants, tax preparers, all sorts of things like that, um, uh, other other industry professionals, I think one of the most important tools we can do is a budget. And it's often avoided for a a variety of reasons. And usually it comes down to fear. Mm -hmm. What are we afraid of by either addressing or setting up a budget? I think some people think if you you put something on paper, well, then if you don't go 100% to the T, then you've failed somehow. Maybe it's like setting themselves up for failure, but really you have to be patient. Nope, there's never perfection, but you have to have a map, right? Exactly. And, and, and it is never a perfect plan. There's no such thing as a perfect budget, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be in big business, small business, or the business of running a family. You're not mm-hmm. going to have a perfect budget. It is just a roadmap for that. And, and I think you're right. I think there's a lot of truth to once we put it on paper, it becomes a lot more real. And so we lose that freedom to do whatever we want because now we've expressed in advance 
some of the plans and some of our priorities. And so I think that's one of the big fears into, and why we procrastinate that and put it off. I think about family a lot when I when I talk about uh, finances, because that's where, you know, you one of the biggest components of a budget or your money is is trying to allocate the correct amount. Uh, Maybe that might be for your kids or maybe that might be for, you know, your your holiday or it might be for, you know, your college fund for your children, whatever it might be. And by the way, you and I share uh, daughters, uh, Olivia, my daughter, Olivia, as well. Uh, So I share that in common. Very, very nice. Um, Whenever it comes to money, you know, in budgeting, you said in your um, outline that you provided us that budget is the number one most important. I think you put it the most important financial planning tool. And that is really a huge statement if you think about it, because there's so many things going on out there. But you say budget is the number one financial tool. Um, Can you break that down a little bit? Because some people might say, well, investing in the right stocks or investing in the right you know, areas. But but you're saying budget. Well, and and I think it all starts with a budget. So what we need to look at and and we can make it as complicated or as simple as we need to. I like to do it much more simply, especially when we're starting a new budget. But everything breaks from the budget. So mm-hmm. your your savings and long-term retirement planning is part of your budget. Mm-hmm. So you you have a, a component of your budget to for savings. Of course you want to take at take a look at what's coming in. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. How much do we have coming in? And then you want to look at and prioritize your, your larger categories. Now, you've got tithing. You've got saving for, for a rainy day and for the future. You've got housing. You've got your bills, monthly bills. Uh, you've also got debts. And then you've got living expenses. Mm-hmm. And you can just start with those broad categories. And then you can break it down more specifically just as much as you want. You can get down to the pennies if we want, or we can talk about broad categories. But what we're doing by setting a budget is establishing priorities. For the family business. Yeah, right. Which the family, let's face it, it is a business in a way. And and I don't want for anybody to take that in a negative way. It's just you want to be successful, right? And that's what I, how I define a business is something that you want to be successful. Mark, you And one it. of the things that you, I, you can vouch for this, mm-hmm. uh, being in the mortgage business and having uh, talked to people about their finances to qualify for a mortgage loan, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I've always found in my career is that people do not know how much they make. Mm. So it starts with the proper numbers. It's got to be, right, Jeff? you got to start with the right figure. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and even just taking an initial look at this, you can look at things you can change. You can, you can actually change your income. There are a lot of ways to do that, mm-hmm. right? There are, lo- there are a lot of ways we can change our monthly cash flow in and out. But you can't do any of that until, like you said, Mark, you start with some numbers. So we've got to see what's coming in. We we may have a lot of things that are withheld from our check before it gets to our checking account. Mm. And we may have a lot of control over those and not even realize it. Well, in the purpose and priority piece, you know, the awareness, number one, understanding what you have coming in, being able to then um, take that a step further and say, OK, here's the pie. How are we going to how are we going to slice this up? Right. So tithing, whether that be, you know, giving charitable stuff, that might be the very first thing that you, you, you slice out then of course living expenses. But, um, I think it is very, very important to break it down to that simple of a process. It's the awareness of how much you make. And we're talking about the net amount that is deposited into your, you know, account. Do people still get checks anymore? I guess there are some. 
I don't yeah. think so. I think everything's online. Well, if Isn't you don't it? have a bank account, then you're <laughs> going to get a check. So, and some people don't. That's probably yeah. another thing and for another show that some people still keep their money on them and keep it inside the house, which is, is a very risky uh, proposition. But then you, you figure out what the priorities are. Then you move into the next thing, which is, you know, for me, and let's just back up a moment because, uh, Mark, you know, you've been doing this, uh, you know, mortgage business thing for, you know, a couple of years longer than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much longer, maybe 50 uh, or so. One years, year, two. two no, oh, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but let me ask you this, Mark, and this might be a good um, Petri dish, if you will, of, mm-hmm. of what happens. Um, did you always budget or was it something that, you know, you had that aha mo- moment where it was like, oh, wait a minute. A- actually, uh, you know, from a young man, mm-hmm. you know, when I first got out on my own, I-, I told Jeff sitting in the green room that I used to use envelopes mm-hmm. as a budgeting system. So he, Dave stole that from you. Well, Dave Ramsey. No, it's been around Dang. forever. It's been around forever, but I, I did. Because so he's the one that made the money well, off of it. The, the reason was because yeah. everybody dealt with cash back in the day because back then you didn't have credit True. cards when you were young. Right. Only college kids have credit cards now. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, you didn't have a way. You had to use cash. Mm. We yeah. didn't. I didn't even have a checking account. Yeah. So you you budgeted from day one. Right. You did. Um, did you keep notes like Kavanaugh did? I did. I okay. Did never mind. That's good, a different subject. Pretty good notes. Okay. Adam, did you do you budget? Yeah, we got a budget. And did you do that from a young man? Well, you're still a young man, but. Uh, yeah. Um. No. Nah, I mean, I always, I was just always aware. I guess that'd be right. a better way to put it rather than budgeting it. I knew how much I had coming in. I was tracking what i had going out yeah and i always balance my balance my budget too well, so i think or balance my checking account so that was always helpful yeah for sure and I, the reason i bring these things up is because i think you model what your kids for your kids what they're going to do so budgeting is not just for the success of the family but it also is modeling something for your kids so that it's they, a life skill yeah so that they can see oh okay i understand this is what i i have coming in you know my son will be starting a lawn mowing this next year and we're we have an amount that we're going to pay him so i'm going to teach him from the beginning here's what you have here's what you need to start looking at and we'll do the tithing we'll do the priority just like what you're saying so when we get back in just a moment from these messages we're going to continue down the list of things that we're talking about and budget is the topic um today and we're talking about that as it relates to christmas but also overall budget so uh, stick around be right back after these messages Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGOnline.com. Check us out at thehousinghour.com as well, Facebook.com slash the housing hour. You can find us there as well at the housing hour on Twitter. 
Um, we have in studio with us um, Jeff Jetter, who is the president and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. And we're talking budget. We were talking, um, getting a little personal. We were asking Mark a little bit about his budget. And Adam, our producer, was also chiming in a moment. And off air, Jeff made the point, and it is a very valid one. I was talking about automation and how um, the prioritization has become so automated for us, me and my family, that you know, that's just the way we do it. And then Jeff made the comment, well, that's kind of like the virtual envelopes or the magic envelopes. Yeah, exactly. It is. And and, and you think about that. We've got now we've got uh, money going directly into your 401k at work maybe, mm-hmm. or or directly into an IRA from your checking account. Uh, you've got automatic bill pay set up for certain things. Uh, could be education, could be uh, other savings programs, could be to your church or charities that you're involved with. Um, some of your some of your, your mortgage can be done mm-hmm. automatically, right? Yeah. So automatically, automatically. Right? So, so I make up words when I need to, and and so so all this happens. And if you think about it, that is part of your envelope budgeting system. Yeah. And and a lot of a lot of people have made money and gotten a lot of credit for that. Uh, but really, it comes down to to you know, our, our grandfathers mm. telling us you've got $10 for the week. Right. You, you, if you don't break it up and save some for this and that and the other thing, well, you're going to run out of money for the other thing. If you want your now and laters yeah. or whatever. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, you are good with these words. <laughs> you mentioned um, a gentleman off air. Yeah. Who was that? that you Larry Burkett. Yeah. And he, he invented something. Is that well, he, he started a Christian financial concepts, I believe it was, back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, you know, what I've read about. That's and, funny. And started. You know, we talk about family and then we we think about business and, you know, a business looks at a budget um, the exact same way as a family would, because, first of all, you need to know how much it is that you're actually making so that you can allocate where the money needs to go. Now, business might may, may be a little different in terms of, you know, that philosophy that you have to spend money to make money kind of deal. But you also need to understand what you're return on investment is. So if you're, if you're spending money and it is going towards, you know, your 401k, then, you know, you need to be a participant in that and you need to be talking with and, and monitoring and and discussing that with those type of advisors. And then as it relates, I mean, let's even say church, you know, you're an investor at, at your church. So if, I am tithing to a church. I want to be involved and understand what the philosophy is of the church, what the mission is of the church. And then if you look, you have things that you do as well um, with your mortgage. Well, you need to be a participant in that. You need to monitor, okay, where where are interest rates? You know, am I on a fixed rate? Uh, Am I on a variable rate? Am I on whatever your mortgage is? You might have it being done automatically, (laughs) but you You like that, huh? Yeah, Yeah, I love that. But you need to, oh man, that could be the name of an app automatically, but you need to be a participant in that and say, hey, uh, rates have dipped down and maybe now it's the time to refinance. So those are all things, even though you're budgeting, you need to be a participant in those things. But you just said the word participant. So yeah. uh, let's say, Jeff, why don't people participate more in the budget? Mm. What, what's stopping them? Well, and, and that's that's a really easy answer. And it, and it does come down to the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to we want to so often. And as a financial planner, I try to do that. I try to look at just the dollars and cents. But you can't look at it that way, especially when it comes to a family, because there's a lot of emotion involved in our finances. There's 
well, there's the fear of running out, of course, but there's also emotional attachments to certain certain savings accounts, certain uh, investment strategies. You know, I want to I want to uh, do something for my grandkids. I want to. There's all this emotion involved as well, and that's probably the biggest thing. Why Once we say, write it down, yeah, the well, emotion comes out, and if we do it from a purely business perspective, then then it doesn't have that that emotional fear anymore. It doesn't have that accountability mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the, um, I, I, the scary. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the scary that it used and to even have. in the face of sometimes facts, it's hard. Like you said, and that's what I was going to say was, you know, there are certain strategies that are maybe not the same today as they were yesterday. Um, and you mentioned grandkids, you know, I want to do something for my grandkids. My first question is why aren't they doing something for their kids? <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, an example might be, um, the way that college is now funded and the tools that the IRS has given us to be able to participate in that. It's different maybe than it was when you were growing up. And so people who want to do a college fund, maybe, you know, years past, they would do a savings bond or they would do something like that. And, but today we know differently that there's another, um, you know, vehicle for that. And there are a lot of vehicles. Uh, I want to get back to your, to why I said grandchildren though. Most people don't like their kids (laughs) is what it comes down to. Uh, Most of, most of the families I work with, especially nearing retirement, they're like, yeah, I want to take care of my grandchildren. I said, well, why don't we do something for their parents, your children? I don't like my kids very much. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, you know, I think about that every day. I'm thinking, you know, my kids, they're going to be very important to the, to when you look at your future as a parent. You know, you need to make sure that not only are you investing in the future of them, of them, but you also need to be budgeting for the future of yourself, because at some point you're probably going to want to retire. At some point, you're going to want to have that lifestyle change and you have to understand that you were going to say something. Well, I was going to ask you, yeah. uh, I mean, when did you start budgeting and did you do it as a young man? Um, when I started budgeting was when I was selling hamburgers and cheeseburgers out of my mom's window. At British <laughs> <Rosa> Park. <laughs> it's and true. He did. I would take that money and I would, now my budget, although I had one, it did not make any sense. There was too many, um, the, the percentage was over a hundred percent is the problem. <laughs> and yeah, we, we can't today. do deficit spending in the household. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, we can do true. deficit spending at the government level. Uh, oh, but, so but, but as far as a business or a family, and that's called debt and we can of course get get overextended in debt but for the most part when we look at a budget we want to have a zero balance or positive budget yeah actually not to get too far off topic but we always we talked about modeling after our parents and i think Mm -hmm. that's important but i think sometimes parents also model um, maybe like adults and they see what maybe the government's doing it may be subliminal maybe i don't know but you see what the American government is doing, you know, I think it's $21 trillion in debt or something like that. Um, the clock is just ticking, you know, we don't want to take the advice and the guidance of what the American government's budget is, right? It's totally whack out of whack, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. That is not the example we want to model when it comes to our household <laughs> budgets. No, right. we, we, we don't want to see the clock ticking right. into the negatives like that. Yeah. Because if kids today, you know, and my, my kids are, are studying us government right now. 
um, in school. And when you look at the history of the United States government and you look at the Federal Reserve and then you look at how money um, and if you read the liquidity factor, the three part series that Mark wrote on the housing hour, it's a very good example of of the history of the United States and how right now, you know, we don't have dollar for dollar that is being given out. We have basically notes that have been given out that are owned by people, maybe in other countries, investors. So, I mean, but your kids needs to need to understand this. And, and, and I know I got off topic a little bit, but when you are designing a budget, it's a great time to discuss, like, depending on your, your child's maturity level, you know, to talk about, okay, well, here's what you're going to hear on the news, but here's what the reality is and be able to, at their maturity level, to help them understand how the world connects and how sometimes it doesn't connect, you know? Yeah, and, and, and that's a great point you bring up. So often we don't want to talk about money, whether it's in the family or out, especially outside. That's airing dirty laundry, right? Mm, right. But, but when, we look at, when we look at within the family, well, mom takes care of the checkbook. Mm-hmm. And that's all we know, right? Mm, right. And that, that's, that's pretty typical, especially around here. That's that all I know. Mom takes care of the checkbook. <laughs> and, and nobody really knows much beyond that. What happens in the checkbook, we're not sure. But what mom takes care of it. What stays in the checkbook. That's check. exactly right. And maybe we should pull that. And, and, and when it comes up, that's where you see some of those emotions get involved. Mm. Because now mom's, what are you looking at my checkbook for? Right. I've well, what are you what are you call. looking at this for? And so, especially when we're talking with and 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 involving our children, mm-hmm. well, that's all taboo for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand why, but but it certainly has that emotional. That's my business. Yeah. Well, it's it's family business. But that, that's right. happened to my wife and I. But when it went online banking, I could follow her through the malls because yeah. the check card was going right to the <laughs> yeah. bank account. And I said, "What are you doing in West Town?" Did you say something about airing dirty laundry? I can't <laughs> she, remember. She's got she's got credit cards you don't know about. Mark. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. For me, it's probably the opposite of that in a lot of ways. But it just depends on on the on the. You're family. the one that has the credit card she doesn't know about. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is great so we have a couple more segments i want you guys to stick around with this i i want to get into some of the other parts of what we're going to discuss which there's so much i mean that's the thing i find on every topic is if you really dig in there's so much that you can really get out of any given topic and budget wow there's like a variety of things and we're going to get into a little bit more uh using your budget you know sticking to it making some notes writing it down making sure that you understand what deductions are coming out uh and there's just a variety of other things too that we're going to be discussing revising it is another piece of it sometimes you have to do that so we will continue right after these messages the housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. We have Jeff Jetter here, president and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom, and also our co-host and executive producer, Mark Griffith. Thank you for joining us. And we're talking about budget. We're talking about money, things that sometimes are not conversation topics around the dinner table. And that, I don't know, you know, I think it's probably over, if you think about uh Leave it to Beaver, right? Yeah. And you think about uh, what was the husband? Ward. Ward and June. Yeah. June yeah. And very June. good. You know, I don't know For whether. A young kid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I think that what they might have talked about around the dinner table is much different than what we talk about today. And 
back then, and I may be way off base here, but I feel like back then people in those roles, mother, father, and children, um, everybody's roles were, were very defined and there was a role for the father. The father was the one that gave the advice and the one that, you know, even though mom was really the one that gave the advice, at least officially, the father was the one that sort of set the tone. Um, but now today we have such a, a different, uh, I guess, feel when we talk about family and, and there, and you can talk about whether the right way or the wrong way, it doesn't matter, but, um, there's much more give and take and, and there's more of a partnership. I, I see, uh, families today. Um, and what role that looks like, you know, that's going to be defined on a family by family basis. But um, when we talk about a budget and we talk about sticking to a budget, we also have to remember that there are going to be points in our life where we have to revise a budget, you know, and revision. It just happens. And part of revising, you know, a budget is similar to and you made the point, Jeff, you know, if maybe a diet, for instance, well, OK, I've fallen off the wagon. I've I've eaten four um, chocolate chip muffins this morning. I didn't actually do that. But the other morning I did. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like, well, darn, you know, and you just have to understand that perfection is not attainable. But talk about revision. And I think that's a, a really important thing and that can bring up some topics. Well, and it, it is one of the more important things about a budget. One, the, the first thing we need to do with a budget is, of course, write it down. That's one of the most important things because then it gives us some accountability. Mm-hmm. It also gives us that pathway that we talked about. The other thing is we, we already talked about was that it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have – we're not going to be able to write down exactly what's going to happen every day of the, of the month or week or whatever we're, we're budgeting for. So we do have to go back. Whatever our time period is, and my, my recommendation is we do it as as short intervals as possible. Weekly is better, uh, but some people get paid monthly, so monthly would be the longest, mm-hmm. okay, if we're looking at a routine cash flow. But then let's go back and review what happened. Okay, here right. was what we had written down. Here's what actually happened. Do we need to make some changes? Mm. And then you can look at, well, the, were the priorities set incorrectly or – did we change we our priorities as we went? Oh, yeah. Or did we change our priorities right. um, as we went because it felt good? But like Sears is going out of business and there are some unbelievable deals down there at West Town. So what if there's just an incredible, I'm talking incredible sale. And I mean, it just, you have to have it. Yeah. Well, and, and how can you afford not to spend that money? Right. right. That's what our government now, says. Now, now listen to me again, carefully. <laughs> how can you afford not to spend that money? Okay, that's, and that's too deep where for the show. Comes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what I wanted to point out. Sometimes we get to that point where it's just such a good deal, and I've been there. I'm not, I'm not preaching to anybody who's not guilty here. I'm, right. I, I've been there, and I've said, I gotta have it, and I've gone into the credit card or I've gone into the budget, and I've made that decision on the spot to reprioritize my budget. Mm. And that's really what you're doing when you're making those what we call impulse buys wow. or or coming off your budget, overspending a little. Um, you just make the executive decision. You just made an executive decision yeah. without, to without, reprioritize. Yeah. And you, you, had, you did not bring it to the committee? <laughs> nope. And you may or may not get your hand slapped So Thanksgiving dinner may not be quite the same, as yeah, Dave Ramsey there, always says. That's right. And you may uh, see impeachment trials coming up, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> no, but but what a great the point. parallels never end. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but you made the executive decision. So, and again, it goes back to the roles and how each person in the family and you know your relationship with your spouse. Um, if you know, and you know, let's let's just be frank and honest here. This is a show that we try to be honest and transparent about. You know, if you have a deal worked out where you say, "Honey, look, you know, I might." get what's what's my wiggle room you know is there a couple hundred dollars here and there where we don't need to talk about it and i'm talking about husband or wife it's just it's communication it's like wow i'm at the mall i see something it's 125 dollars well my spouse and i have already worked out that here's here's our our zone if you're needing to go outside that zone because you honor the relationship you're going to call me and you we're going to talk about it but because we have this this relationship and this communication, we have a buffer. Is that a good idea to do that? It well? really is. And you yeah. might even want to call one of those electronic envelopes miscellaneous mm, mm-hmm. or or something along those lines. Because, uh, it, you know, another thing is I, I might want to get my wife something nice for our anniversary. Oh, yeah. That I don't want to ask her if I can right, spend yeah. a little bit of money for for right. a nice a nice surprise. Mm. Um, so so you might want to have a miscellaneous or even a personal savings budget. Right. So we've got our family budget, but then I might have a his savings and a her savings. Mm-hmm. So we, we divert a little money off into somewhere that we can make those decisions on our own. Yeah, you don't so want to can, divert thousands of dollars right. we're talking about. And again, right. it's right. budgeted, right? right? So right. if you decide to accumulate that and buy something nice for an anniversary, that's great. If you decide to spend that weekly on your your uh Going out to, to a fancy lunch, well, then that's fine too. Mm. It's your, it's your discretionary it. fund, and but it should be in dis- there. Discretionary it be in the fund, that's right. And, and one of the problems we had, because uh, we were on a budget for a long time, um, is, is the problem that my wife would find these deals for clothes for the kids, right? Right. But it, they were next year's clothes, mm. so this season was going out but you could buy the size anticipating the size but they can't use them immediately mm-hmm. so it was investment oh, for I the see. future yeah so that really kind of messed with my mind i could never figure out how to budget something that i'm not going to be used today that i will be used tomorrow when i know it's not going to show back up in a as year. it goes quit saving me money right quit you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't need you to save me more money yeah, exactly the, well, it's true. I mean, that's the, the the discount, like the Sears thing. You know, you go, I was down there yesterday. I did not spend any money, but I did see lots of things. I'm like, how can I not buy this? I know that this costs $70 more right down the street. Well, you know, you have to, again, it, it all comes back to your budget. And yes, if it's $70 down the street more expensive, then buying it here is just going to make the amount that you're spending over your budget by $70 less. But um, again, part of your your you know your envelopes are discretionary spending. Part of your envelopes are you know you need clothes. You know sometimes we do need to purchase things. Um, you need shoes. You know just like a car needs tires, you do need new shoes. Now I will say this: my wife tells me that I wear shoes out faster than any human being that she's ever known, and it's true because I walk a lot. I'm working. You know you're getting your steps. I'm getting my steps in. Um, but those are things that are that do need to be in a budget. And if they're not in a budget, and, and you know, when we look at a budget, we talked about details and getting as detailed as possible. And Mark, you have a couple of rental homes that you have purchased for family members that are mm-hmm. living in, and you could have 
a list that could go a thousand deep of different things that you need to budget for. So sometimes if you're at Home Depot or if you're at Sears and you know you have to really think through and be that type of on-the-spot thinker, yes, this is something that is in my budget. I might not realize it, but there's a generator over here that's $400 off or whatever, and I know that I'm going to need that. So some of this needs to be next year's mm-hmm. clothes, so to speak, you know? Right. So there, but there has to be flexibility, I think, in your thought process and how much flexibility should you give yourself? Well, and Jeff, is there ever a time where you don't have, someone doesn't really have to think about a budget? Can you have so much money you don't have to think about it? I mean, that's an honest question. Bill Gates. It, it, it is a good question. And I'm sure there's the perception of that, but then you're ultimately going to end up being wasteful. Mm. So regardless of how much you have available, is waste really your goal? Mm. Oh, that's a great is, so, waste, is waste your goal, Mark? That's what he's well, asking. That's what happens. That's, isn't it? Yeah. that's exactly what happens. And what that's happens. what we do when we make these impulse buys, when we reprioritize and, and come off our budget. And when it, it, you know, the, the level of detail in our budget is completely up to each individual household. Mm-hmm. You, may do, you may just do personal care, mm-hmm. and that may be getting her, hairs, her hair done, her nails done, a massage. It could be. So you don't have to put in there massage, nails, right. hair, uh, whatever it may be. It's just personal care, mm-hmm. and you have a budget for that. What about my massage? Likewise, clothes. <laughs> well, you can have a personal care, too, Kevin. <laughs> okay. See, that's the great thing about that's this. That's what I'm trying to say. And then you can, you can do that as you need to. So it doesn't have to come down to, well, you know, we, we have a clothes budget, and that can be for next year's clothes, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's in there. Right, and that's that's in your living. So it's expense not good to envelope. have a Titans ticket budget and take away from the woman's personal care. Right. That's probably not. See, that's where you get into the fights. I mean, that's, you know. yeah. I, I do marriage counseling too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just as what you do for a living, that that becomes part of it. Um, well, this is great. We have one last segment coming up, and we will unpack and finish packing, and then we're going to wrap it all up in a bow. Here with Jeff Jetter, President and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. A really excellent show, and our guest has been very insightful. We have Jeff Jetter, President and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. Um, this show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can also find more about us, the Housing Hour, at thehousinghour.com, as well as Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, Twitter at thehousinghour. Um, we also want to talk a minute, if you don't mind, about and I know we've talked about it, but I think one of the things that we did not get into was why are some reasons that we don't budget? And this is the typical, I think, male or female. I guess it could be both. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. No, we're good. We're good. We're, we make plenty of money. Don't worry about it. You know, I've heard myself say that sometimes. And, you know, that's unfortunately that is inaccurate because it goes to what your point was a moment ago. Okay. Well, maybe you make money you make enough money but but not making a budget you're going to be wasteful and so what always do you want to be wasteful or do you want to actually um you know i, I think about the things where you, that you could do with the money that you're wasting you know 
the the Rotary Club guy who um, brought water to thousands of people. Just little things mm-hmm. like that. You think about the things that you could do. Um, and then you talked about fear, um, which a lot of times, you know, the acronym I use is false evidence appearing real. Um, but fear is one of those things. Procrastination, no doubt about it. You know, well, we'll start budgeting as soon as we get this car paid off. You know, or at the first of the year after yeah. after the holidays. Exactly. As soon as I start that diet. And there's always a good reason to wait. Right. So I'm going to get a pay raise next June. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, my wife's going to start working again. She's going to go from part time to full. I'm going to get this paid off. Whatever the reason is, there's always a reason to wait. Yeah. That's why we do the review and revise. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to wait because, again, we're never going to be able to be in the perfect situation. But you brought up that overconfidence, that 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 ego almost mm-hmm. of especially uh, in the mail of, uh, you know, the the provider, the breadwinner, the hunter mm-hmm. uh, coming home and saying, um, you know, we're a little tight this month. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. Uh, uh, it's It's much better to say we're fine. Whatever you need, you go get it. Right. And then you end up going into, well, you know, deficit spending and you start putting stuff on the credit card and right. making poor choices and being wasteful. And before you know it, you're $21 trillion in debt. Yes. And, and the clock's ticking. Exactly. And Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Um, and if we're not careful, we'll turn back into pilgrims. Yeah, but the committee is just two people typically at yes. this point. And, right. that, and that's that's not an easy thing. So it would be you and your alter ego? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yours. <laughs> um, well, that's, that's some very valid points, though. And um, whenever you said that, uh, things are a little tight this month. You know. And I know, you know, it could be the male or the female, whoever, you know, has that role or or however that happens. But that's not them saying to you that you're a terrible person. You you don't make enough money. You are worthless. Like, I know when I was younger, when Pam and I first got married and we were just starting our family and, you know, she would say, you know, because I was 100 percent commissions, you know, and it was like, hey, we got to be careful this month. And I would take that as. I am worthless. I'm inadequate. I mean, you know, those are real feelings. And especially I was working no cridge for this guy. I mean, that yeah. really made uh, things yeah, difficult. That was a problem. But, you know, it, it's, it's, again, it goes back to like communication. You but, know? but that's the, the point, Jeff. I mean, yeah. because what he says and what you're discussing, when you come back and you say, we have to be, you know, a little bit tighten it up this month, it, it kind of implies that the other person is not involved in the budget. And that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. And and really, to, to be successful with my wife and I, we both had to be in it mm-hmm. and have to own part of it. Right. Oh, yeah. You, you've got to both be invested in, in it. it. It it can't work with, with, with only half of, of an investment. Mm. Uh, we've got to be – everybody's got to be on board with the budget plan. Yeah. Even the kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because, you know, at a certain point you have to say, well, you can't be in that sport. I, I I've heard – People talking where they have to choose what sport they're going to be in because, you know. And I hate telling my daughters no. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I get that. And, and, and I've both in time and in finance where I've, Jen said, you got to stop. She, they can't do everything, uh, both in finance yeah. because we can't afford it and because there's right. just no time. Right. And, uh, you know, you t- we talked um, a lot about the um, revising and also the review, the review and revise. So I almost look at it as like, okay, the month's over, let's rinse, let's revise, and let's review, or let's do it in whatever order you think's best. Um, and sometimes you have more money, you have a surplus. So, those, I mean, it may not always be a negative 
that you are revising. Maybe you have a surplus, so maybe you need to recategorize that because if you don't, then you may be wasting some potential investment or whatever it could be. Right. Especially starting out. Right. You may you may find money that you didn't realize you had because you're not being as wasteful because you're being more intentional. Mm. So especially when you're starting out and you you reach in to go to McDonald's or you reach in to go to Starbucks or whatever it may be and you think, you know what? Why did you say I might, Starbucks? Were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> I might run out of my discretionary food budget at the end. My, my right. lunch is out. Or you might pack a lunch or something like that. And then you get to the end of the month. You're like, hey, there's $300 we didn't know we had. Right. And it was all because you were being less wasteful. So it can often be a positive thing to review and revise. Uh, that's a very good point. But your point is really spot on because uh, if you're in commissions or you get large bonuses at the end of a quarter or something like that, sometimes you can afford to be sloppy because mm. you're getting these big chunk of change in and you can make everything right at one time. You know, So that makes it difficult to plan a budget or at least well, how analyze can you afford not to be sloppy? Yeah. Well, but see, but <laughs> I'm still, just kidding. It, it I know what happens. you're saying. It's, and, you know, it, especially it, it, in, big bonuses, they definitely cover up sometimes the sins. <laughs> and that is a great way to put it. it and it does because I, I work on a lot of commission and bonus as well. Yeah. And so we're lean, 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 and then everything's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. And right. we don't look at our budget. We just, everything's fine. Right. And we get back to that overconfidence part that we talked about earlier. Mm. Um, well, and also, let's say this, if you are a commissioned employee, which there are a lot of those, sure. um, you know, your income is not determined at the beginning of the year. You have what you hope it is going to be. But for those who are in commissions, and that's one of the things that was very difficult for me, is that when I w- we would set our budget, it would be set, it would have to be set based upon worst case scenario. Right. So that then fed the, oh, we're fine, we're going to be okay, because I knew and Mark, you always said that I was um, always the person that I would go from nothing to having something like that because I would, I, it would because of fear. You know, if I knew that I needed to bring in more money, then I would work as hard as I could and literally like be bleeding out of my eyes until I could make the money that I had to. That's a terrible way to live. What I think I'm sort of getting out of this is if you plan at the beginning and you make appropriate budget adjustments monthly based upon, Hey, and that's for a commission person revise and review is definitely a monthly thing. It can't be quarterly. So those are some good points. And I mean, you're commissioned. You have to do that. Everybody who is commissioned, whether that's part, it takes discipline. It takes discipline. And, and, and you need, you need a, maybe you need a coach. Hmm. Maybe you need somebody alongside with you to help you. You know, in that because and not that's, everybody that's starts what Jeff, out. I think, can do for us. I, is that? I mean, what tools can you give the listeners out there? Yeah. Well, I certainly help as an accountability partner, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I offer is how can we help with cash flow and monthly budget. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of online tools available. There are a lot of apps available. A lot of your your financial institutions, whether it be banks or credit unions. We'll also be able to help you categorize your spending uh, so you can get your your digital statements, your online statements, even your paper statements, and it'll help you put it'll 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 guess at which envelope and you can make it smarter mm. so you can actually go through an account. Well, this is a this is a living expense. This is a utility. This is a savings. It's pretty good. It's, actually. And, and they O-R-N-L can do that. is pretty good. Very, yeah. And a lot of them have those now. So so you've you've got that. And then. Um, you want to make sure you account for everything. 
But I want to I want to kind of sum up with with when it comes to budgeting, we've talked about a lot of things. We've gone down a lot of different paths, but the most important thing is to start. Yeah. It's not to start perfectly. It's not to get it right. It's not if you just start, you'll find that you'll stop wasting as much. You'll become more accountable. It'll become less emotional and less fearful. The more you do it, the easier it gets. You take the emotion out. You put the practice in, and then you start to refine. Mm. And then if you want to get into stuff like, well, gross pay and taxes and how can we make the pie bigger, right, Kevin? Instead right. of instead of trying right. to slice the pie all the time, let's get a bigger pie. Mm-hmm. How do we start doing that? And then we can start manipulating all these things because we've taken the fear away. Yeah. We've, we've taken the emotion out. Now it's just a bunch of numbers on paper that we have a lot more control and power over. And what you have to be careful of is if you make the pie bigger, that doesn't mean you got to get a bigger oven. (laughs) Or a bigger plate. (laughs) Or a bigger plate, exactly. That's so good. I tell you, that's very informative and and helpful. And, and, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, you know, and you need to start a budget, you need to begin this process, then definitely go on to our website and find out more about Jeff and get that information. And how can they find you just directly? Uh, well, if if I give a phone number, can I give a yeah, phone number? Please. Yeah. So the best way to reach me is give uh, give give my office a call. It's area code eight six five 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 six seven seven eight three. Again, that's five five six seven seven eight three. And we'll, we'll get you that. an appointment, and we'll be happy to happy to meet with you. Absolutely. And we'll also have that up on the housing hour as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate Thank you. It. I, Thank I you really like being here. For Adam, for his participation. And Mint, he mentioned, Adam did the app. Check that out as well. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.